I'm Sarah Lee, and this is the Influence Watch Podcast. Following the 2020 election and one very strange Time Magazine article detailing a shadow campaign of left-leaning operatives that, quote, saved the 2020 election by, quote, fortifying it, conservative groups began to get serious about election integrity. Some efforts to reinstill faith in American elections had pre-existed 2020, but news reports of poll watchers being barred from carrying out their duties and concerns over near-ubiquitous ballot drop boxes and the heavy promotion of mail-in ballots had conservative groups taking a new and serious interest in election integrity. One of these groups was Tea Party Patriots Action, led by Jenny Beth Martin, and they've spent the last year planning, preparing, and training to assure honest and fair oversight of elections. Joining the podcast today is Jenny Beth Martin, Honorary Chairman of TPPA, to discuss those efforts, why conservative groups felt a coordinated effort to focus on these things was necessary, and how they've done so far. So welcome, Jenny. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to be with you. Thank you so much for coming on. So let's get into it. Um, t- first of all, tell us a little bit about your organization, Tea Party's Patriot Action. Um, we are the only group that began in the middle or at the very beginning of the Tea Party movement back in 2009. We support local Tea Party and liberty-minded, constitution-minded groups around the entire country, and we continue to do so today. Um, we don't do as many protests as we did back in 2009, but we continue to be very, very active. And we strive to turn um, people's passion and concern and emotion about the country into action. Okay, great. So let's talk about that action a little bit. Um, I was sent a bunch of statistics and a bunch of numbers about what you guys have been doing, and I would like to get into that in just a minute. But first, I want to talk about the sort of philosophy behind election integrity and, and why it became so important. I mentioned at the top of the show this Time Magazine article that was really controversial when it came out. It came out just after the election. It was sort of justifying a lot of the things that were done uh, in the lead up to the 2020 election. Um, And so conservative groups were sort of obviously uh, concerned by some of these things that they read um, in this article and what they saw just on the ground. So talk to me a little bit about what made conservative groups blanch and what made them get involved. Well, I think that when you look at that article, you can tell that on the left, there was a huge effort to um, have a lot of lawsuits going on leading up to the election. And they were looking at ways that they could change the election rules, maybe not exactly change the laws, but change the rules related to elections to help strengthen and better ensure their outcome of of the elections. The thing that concerned us about that and many conservatives around the country is that some of the rule changes were done through litigation and through courts and were not done through the lawmaking process within a state. And um, some of the rules violated state state laws. So it the the rules changed without going through the proper process and that was alarming to us. And it, it that kind of um, changing of the rules without following the law, it, it it games the system and it makes it seem like the elections are not fair. 
Exactly. And I, and I want to go ahead and say this off the top before we go any further. Election integrity, and I'm going to ask you this, but I think I already know the answer. Um, this is something that both sides should care about, that, that, that there is a need for voters to feel like they are um, casting a vote that actually counts. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly right. Um, I live in Florida now, but I used to live in Georgia and lived in Georgia my entire life. And at the end of the 2016 and most especially at the end of the 2018 election in Georgia, Democrats did not believe the outcome of the election. Then we get to 2020 and Republicans did not believe the outcome of the election. And after the um, 2020 election, I realized that there were some lawsuits going on in Georgia that uh, liberal groups had filed a about certain aspects of the election that when I realized what they had been doing, I I thought a few of the concerns they had, it had to do with voting equipment, uh, were legitimate concerns as someone who used to program computers for a living. So what alarmed me in late November and December of 2020 and then throughout 2021 is that in Georgia especially and in other parts of the country, but especially in Georgia, you have people on the left, Democrats doubting the 2018 election, on the right in 2020, Republicans doubting the outcome of the election. And for us to be a representative democracy, for us to be a republic, we have to know and trust and have faith that when we go to cast our vote, regardless of the outcome of the election, that we can we can respect that outcome because we know it was done in a legal, fair, and proper manner. And so I think that's important for both sides of the aisle to have faith in the outcome of the election. Uh, that's great. I'm glad you said that and very strongly said that, very strongly stated that, because it leads into my next point of discussion. There's been a great deal of reporting um, this past year, and I know you guys kind of started your effort uh, at the beginning of 2021. So it's been, you know, going on two years, I guess. Um, So there's been a great deal of reporting that election uh, integrity is actually a code word for election denier. And this has become, uh, you know, a pejorative that some of the more mainstream press has been throwing around out there. Um, How do you respond to that, especially in light of what we were just talking about, which is making sure elections are fair um, is something that both sides can get should get behind? It is something that both sides should get behind. Um, I, I think that it, when you hear that from, from especially from mainstream reporters, it, for me, it is just same old, same old. They always will mock you and put um, cast dispersions on you and call you bad names, trying to, to paint you in a bad light so people don't take you seriously. We've seen them do this over and over. Oftentimes, what I think is that when they're doing that and they're name calling, they actually are just talking, they're projecting about what they actually think. But this this phrase that they use, it doesn't even make sense. No one's denying an election happened. Um, everyone understands that an election happened. We're concerned that, that in 2020, people were not voting where they were supposed to vote and, and were not voting according to the, the laws of their particular states and municipalities. In 2022 and 2024 and beyond, we want to make sure that those laws are being followed, that people vote who are legitimately allowed to vote in the place where they actually live. So they're voting for people who are going to represent them in their in their place of residence and that um, we make it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. Great. Um, I that all sounds 
great. You know, it sounds like that's something both sides would actually like uh, to happen. So how you've accomplished this, I got some numbers. Um, it looks to me like, and, and I'd like for you to kind of talk a little bit about some of what you've been doing, but you, you've engaged in online trainings. Um, you've got, uh, you know, over a thousand people have been trained on understanding election equipment. Um, you've got task force operating um, in some of the more contentious states from 2020, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, um, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, etc. You've got over 8,000 people uh, ready to take um, election integrity uh, efforts to the states, and you've got a thousand poll watchers. So talk to me a little bit about how you um, basically encouraged people to get involved. Well, we um, started out working in Virginia in 2021 with um, other groups as part of the Virginia Fair Elections Coalition, training people on what to do to be poll watchers in the state of Virginia and to be election officials, which are what we call in Georgia poll workers. And in other states of the country, it may be a judge or an inspector of an election. But we, we learned a process in that to recruit people, to train people, and then to deploy them after they had been trained on poll watching and poll working and also other aspects of election integrity including showing up at local um, election board meetings or the government meeting that oversees the election locally, very much like we've seen parents do with school board meetings, researching contracts, understanding the back-end process, the business process of how elections operate in your your locality, working with um, other groups such as Lori Roman with the um, EC. Um, are you the American Constitutional Rights Union to protect vulnerable voters? There are a bunch of different aspects of election integrity, and we were to train people on it. So we developed a model. Cleta Mitchell helped synthesize that model into seven steps, and I threw in an eighth step that included grassroots lobbying. And then I began in November of last year, my team and I going around states doing what we called state tours training people in their where they live in small group settings on how to become involved with elections, how to start a local election integrity task force, and then having state summits with Cleta Mitchell's Conservative Partnership Institute's organization, along with many others, training them on the different steps, the eight different steps that a task force could take. And then when when people indicated what they preferred to do, what their specialty area was, so making sure they got additional training and connected with other people, not just in their state, but around the country to work on that aspect. It's worked very, very well. We have a very broad coalition of lots of national groups involved in this. And much more important than just the national groups, we have a lot of state and local groups who are involved. And it's been, it's been a lot of hard work. I personally have done done over 120 trainings since last November by myself. And then we have a lot of other people doing training as well. But it it's worth it. All of this work is worth it if at the end of the election in 2022 and 2024, we have faith in the outcome, regardless of who wins, we can trust that the election was a fair and transparent process. Wonderful. So one final uh, point. You talk in some of your material that you send out about these kinds of trainings, you talk about creating an infrastructure, which obviously just by definition means that this is something you hope will last. Um, and that's met with, been, been met with some kind of resistance, um, mostly from the left, which is 
always odd. Um, so what does this infrastructure, how do you envision this infrastructure looking and why do you think there's some resistance to it? Well, I, I think that there's resistance probably because people don't on, on the left would, I would imagine they just don't really understand what we're doing. If they understood what we were doing, I think they would find that there is a lot more agreement than disagreement. Um, but what we are trying to do is have, yes, exactly, a permanent infrastructure. So it, we're not just focusing on 2022 and 2024, but having the ability to pass the work that we're doing, as, and there's so many volunteers involved in this, onto volunteers who will continue to work on this in 2026 and 2028 and beyond. So we want to have a permanent election integrity infrastructure. I can tell you that, yes, there's been disagreement um, uh, on the left from this, but there also has been some agreement, for instance, in DeKalb County, Georgia, in the primary in 2022, this year, we um, had a problem with one of the races where a county commissioner who was running as a Democrat received zero votes in her own precinct. But she knew that was a problem because she voted for herself and her husband said he voted for herself. So she should have had at least two votes and she had zero well, our, our election integrity, integrity infrastructure, along with some of the people who had been working on election integrity prior to 2020 on the left in Georgia, all rolled up their sleeves, got involved. There was a hand count of that race. And at the end of the day, the certified result was the correct result. And we didn't have to worry about litigation. And that lady who received zero votes in her own precinct in the original count she came in third, but after the hand count, they realized that she actually was a legitimate first place w winner. She went on to the runoff and is now the nominee for the Democrat Party. So I think when you do this in a way that you build bridges with people on the other side of the aisle and that you are sincere in, in what you're saying, that you want to ensure integrity and faith in the outcome of the election, even in very deep blue areas like DeKalb County, Georgia, you can find areas of agreement. So that's wonderful to hear. There's been so much, you know, um, disagreement uh, over elections uh, in the last, I don't know, um, five, ten years. So it's really, really, really great to hear that this is the kind of work you're doing and that it's being welcomed in some in some areas. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Now's your chance. Website, trainings, anything you want to talk about? Sure. So people can find out more about Tea Party Patriots at TeaPartyPatriots.org. And if they want to get involved in poll watching or any of the other aspects of election integrity, they can just go to HelpAtThePolls.com, HelpAtThePolls.com. Okay, wonderful. Jenny Beth, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for listening to the show today. Please do visit the Influence Watch podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we would love it if you'd give us a five-star ranking. We will be back again next week.